So another edition so this is now um about a prophetic revelation of the book of revelations <laughs> uh chapter 13 verses 1 to i think 1 to 11 ends at 11 right but i'm gonna start with 1 to 4 Okay, so 1 to 4 says, let me just read it for us. Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising out, out, of, the, um, out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw like a leopard, his feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded and his, and, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast and they worshipped the beast saying, who is, like, who is like the beast who is able to make war with him? So I speak of this, the beast coming out of the sea because... If you remember when we're speaking, um, when we were just now talking about callings, people that go into the sea, that go into the waters, under the waters. Now in Africa, it's, an, it's a normal thing. If you, first time you hear me, they go under the sea. They literally, they don't use no, what do you call this, um, things, uh, people that have got covenants with spirits of the sea. Um, and I know in Europe, maybe they call them mermaids and sirens and things like that. Uh, so I was asking the Lord, Lord, what are these 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 spirits that are or these spirits that are in the sea? And then He, he went and sent me to Revelation 13, and in the Book of Revelation 13 here, as I read it. So what's interesting about this the sea creature with the seven heads and we know it's leviathan because in in psalm 74 13 to 14 psalm 74 verse 13 to 14 the lord speaks of how he has broken the heads of uh, leviathan proverbs 6 verse 16 to 19 tells us of uh six things that the lord hates in fact seven that he detests all those seven things, uh, which are the seven heads of, those are the names are on the seven, on the beast. If I could illustrate it, guys, but I did. But anyways, uh, that's a long story. So anyways, um, now the dragon, which is interesting, because if you see, the dragon gives both, both the power to the beast coming out of the sea and the beast coming out of the earth. He's the one that that leads them. Now, if you read the rest of Revelations, everybody follows these beasts, and the beast from the earth take people even take the beasts from the earth's number. They take his name, which is what we know as the six six six. So you've got two beasts coming from two particular areas, right? One from the sea, one from the earth, and people that are in covenant with the 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 sea the beast of the sea already are, are doing as 
the, the head stuff. So seven things that the Lord hates. Now I'm, I'm, I'm going to read them out. What the, the seven things the Lord hates. In fact, in fact, he detests. Now, guys, I do have it here. Oh, Lord. I did have it written, guys. I'm so... So crazy when when you want it when you don't want it you see it when you do want it you don't see it hmm. okay but okay guys you can just look it up it's Proverbs 6 from 16 to, uh, but you know what? I'm just going to, okay, here it is. I drew it instead. I, I drew the heads. So the first one, it, it says, uh, it, I, I wrote pride, but it is, um, you know what? Let me just read it, guys. Hold on, give me a second. And I can't even take my phone up because that's the one I'm recording with. So yay is me. Okay. Proverbs 6, 16 to 19. Hello, I hope you all are well. And as we find this, you know, somebody would suggest that I should edit whatever this is. Here it is. But I, I'm not that great with editing. Okay. These six things the Lord hates, yet seven are an abomination to him. I'm using the NKJV translation. These, okay, here, a proud look. So that's the first head. A lying tongue, ha second head. Um, hands that shed innocent blood. Uh, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. So if when you move with Leviathan, you're going to move with his heads, one of his assignments, these are the things that he does, his, his dragon heads. So it means that these are his assignments. You know, somebody that's haughty, that moves with pride, that's the first one. A lying tongue, someone that's, like we even call them pathological lies. You can't, um, you can't rely on anything that person is saying. Hands that shed innocent blood in many ways. If you're not lying, if you you are bearing false witness and all of those things. So if you if you want to see how Leviathan was also moving, if you look at Ahab and Jezebel, uh, people say the Jezebel spirit. But if, if you see Ahab, how those two were, Leviathan was definitely in there because they were both haughty. They had a proud look. They refused to submit to God. They lied. They lied on that, uh, what's called Naboth. Was his name Naboth? That man that refused to give up his vineyard. They lied on him, caused, uh, people to bear false witness and they shed his blood as well. And it's interesting. A heart that plans, that devices wicked plans. I was just about through and through. Feet that are swift into running to evil. Um, Ahab, instead of doing the right thing, the first thing he does is does evil. Goes straight into doing things there. Um, and, and to going to Jezebel. He ran to Jezebel Tower and this and he was sulking about it. 
um, a false witness who speaks lies, which was spoken, and one who sows discord among brethren, which was definitely uh, what Ahab and, uh, and, and, and Jezebel's um, kingdom, what they were doing with the Baal uh, prophets. That's what they were doing. They were sowing uh, discord amongst the people of God, the Israelites with God, because they were saying, like, no, worship Baal. Like, what has God done for you and things like that? Elijah, in the end, ended up saying, you guys have got to choose. Are you, are you guys going to choose God or are you going to choose uh, Baal? You're going to have to start making decisions. And this is how we also need to start operating as, are you going to worship the, 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 the uh, it's called the God of this world, which is Satan or Mammon? Uh, well, Mammon is, I believe, the beast from the earth. And now I've jumped the gun. So let's go back. Let me not run. Let me just reverse it a little bit. Okay, so we know how we know now it's written that the dragon now gives them both. If you read all over, all over Revelation 13, the dragon gives them both power. He gives both the beast from the, the sea and the beast from the earth. He gives them power. So it's interesting. Um, now, if you look at... Uh, Ephesians 2 verse 1 to 3 the prince of the power of the air which we know as the dragon which we know as the devil as written in Revelations 12 uh, 9 to 10 it further goes on to explain then gives these guys power gives power to Leviathan the beast in the sea and it gives power which I believe the beast of the earth which I believe is mammon why um, I'm going to speak now the beast of the sea in especially in Africa like we know that beast, uh, and a lot of people use that beast to go uh, and do things. In fact, there, there's rituals where people will go watch in the sea, go wash their problems, or ask the, the sea creatures or the sea god to bless them. And it's not, uh, it's not just in Africa, to be honest. Um, I know there's also festivals and rituals in India that does it, and at one point, Greece also has uh, rituals with sea gods and things like that. So everybody has got it. I am not in particularly attacking just a culture, obviously, because I'm African, obviously, from South Africa. Um, I definitely know we mostly move. Like a lot of rituals move with the waters. There's a lot of stuff that happens uh, with the sea, with the Leviathan. Uh, giving worship to that beast. There's a lot of that that happens here. So in talking about it from that side, but I've also been in the place where people give a lot of worship with the beast of the earth, which is, I believe, is mammon. Why I say that it's mammon? Because if it, it's written here, guys, it's written here that, um, where it's written, it says that, you will not be able to buy or sell anything without taking this mark. Right? Right. So, and then Jesus says that you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and you cannot serve mammon. He says either will he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to one or despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. This is Matthew 6, 23 to 24. Then it's interesting because then he continues. Now, if you look at Mark 8, verses uh, 36, it's written, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? The beast from the earth will give things in exchange for your soul. He will say that you can have business, you can have 
uh, those people that want big things to fame, you'll have wealth, you'll have all of these things. Um, if you worship me, if you bow down and you worship me, this is the beast of the earth. What profit is the man? Because it's written, we see the clue there in Revelations 12, a lot of the time where he says, you will not be able to buy or sell anything. So in everybody says, okay, then, but then in the book of Revelations, there's this and this. When do we know the timing? How do we know the timing? The times and seasons um, of all these things that are taking place. I believe some things have already taken place, are already happening. We're already in the middle of them. And then there's others that come that are, are coming. So the Lord says it is good to ask for discernment, to be like the sons of Issachar, to, to, to discern the season that we're in. So you can ask for that and the Lord can give it to you. The issue that we have is people want to um, predict the time the Messiah is coming back. And the Lord says nobody knows that. Nobody knows the time for that. So firstly, in all your wanting to predict and all of that stuff, the end of the world, no one knows the time for that as written in Matthew 24. Because in Matthew 24, if you look at it, it's written that uh, there will be wars, kingdom versus kingdom, nation versus nation. It says all these things are to come, but uh, yet the end has not yet come. So we we going to experience wars and rumors of wars. We're still going to go through this, but it's not the end. So what happens to us right now, people that are dealing with media propaganda and media mongering, like the fear factor, how are they just pushing it in our airwaves? They're pushing it in, in, in everything. Uh, it, 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 it makes you feel like this is the end. So people start doing things because they think, okay, the end is not, it's here, it's here, it's here. I remember like years ago uh, when people were doing that. Remember uh, that 2000, what do they call it? the millennial whatever 2000 year 2000 and then people people bought submarines because they thought it was going to be the end of the world and it was ridiculous and it was ridiculous now when we look back but the fear that was in the media at that time and it's something that they still and i'm still seeing it now that it's continuing you thought that it was going to end then but it's continuing in 20, when I was still a child, when they were talking about uh, like things going down in the 2000s, I was still like, I was so scared. I remember being like, oh, Jesus, is this truth? And I remembered the word of God and it says, but nobody can tell the time. And that's what calmed me down. It was the word of the Lord that anchored me. So how then do we deal with the media, the fear mongering of the media forcing us to do something? Because you are forced now into a corner. You are doomed if you do, you are doomed if you are not. And why that is a situation that, that, that breaks up and then it, it is such a friction. It comes, it's a friction and it also like it's, 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 it forces people to explode, right? you're going to then start exploding. So a lot of the times people will call it a class war. There's a class war between the rich and the poor. And it's interesting because in Revelations um, 13 from verse 5, the Lord talks about this beast will cause all class, rich and poor, uh, free and slave to take this mark. So while we're fighting each other, thinking it's a class thing, it's the 1%, it's the privilege, it's the underprivileged, it's this, 
This beast is is winning. Why? Because you you are now turning to that thing for trust. You're turning for to to that spirit for deliverance. You're turning to that spirit for how am I going to get my monies? And then he says, just sell your soul. Just sell your and your soul, guys, comes in many. There's many aspects to your soul. It, it it's freedoms that you're selling, um, giving up your, 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 your data, giving up your information. Okay. Now, okay. You can have this, you can have this and, and not fight. Or now we're in a situation where they force you to give up your body, give up your, why, why are you putting me between a heart and a rock place? Like a heart and a, a, a rock and a hard place. Sorry. Why are you doing that? Because the earth from the time the earth was around, there was nothing that we could have avoided as a human race. If you look at the history of humans, there's nothing. We couldn't avoid the first Noah's situation where the, the first judgment came with Noah. No one could avoid that because God detected it and therefore that was it. And it was not even televised. Obviously, I'm not saying television was there, but um, Noah was sitting there building an ark in front of everyone, guys. Everyone could see it, and no one woke up to the fact that this was happening. Do you see what I'm saying? The announcement in itself, looking at this man, I don't care how crazy it looked, I would start thinking, what do you know? What's happening? Why are you doing this? Because it's sunny, it's bright. What's I would have sat and listened to this man and tried to understand what's happened when he spoke of God and things. We don't do that. We don't do it. Instead, we'll sit there and we'll go, we'll be tossed to and fro, as they say in Ephesians 4.14, that we are tossed to and fro by the doctrines of man. I don't know how many doctrines are coming out per day uh, on earth right now, and people are tossed to and fro. It doesn't matter what thing you recognize. I don't care what gender you identify as or what race you identify as or uh, what sex you identify as. I don't, I don't really care. All I'm saying is that still the standard of everything is the truth. It's Jesus. The truth will still prevail over everything that we think we know. You can even sit there, like you can persecute people, those that speak, you can persecute those that speak the word and call them. It's still the truth is the truth of the matter is, okay, it's like this, guys. Let me give you an example. So I, I was speaking to the Lord about this whole thing, uh, space exploration, and people want to go stay in space, right? Um, finding land or something there. And I realized it doesn't matter where you go dock your, your ship in space. Judgment is still on the earthlings. It's not on that place. It's on us. We have been given an X amount of time we, it is up to you how you're going to do with that time. You will still die and you will still have to answer for what you have done. We cannot avoid. There's things that we cannot avoid. And no matter how we want to blind ourselves and we want to stop our ears from hearing it, it's the truth. So why not right now say, Lord, I'm struggling to accept the truth. I, in fact, I fight the truth. It is the way I live is to fight truth every day in my life. Could you please help me accept it? Give me a heart for it. Give me a mind to understand. Give me your wisdom and understanding. So anyways, bringing back to Revelation 13, we are, we are dealing with the beast right now that is coming off the earth. When he starts putting the number, when he starts putting the forces, it's not going to be something that's going to be straight up obvious. Because it's going to come little by little. What freedoms is he taking from you and I on the daily basis? What are we selling our souls for daily? 
What are we doing? So that we can get a little bit of that fame, we can get a little bit of that money, get a little. Well, how are we selling our integrity? Right? How are we coming? It's day by day. In fact, like I believe some people, even before they pass on, even before it's a worldwide thing that is forced, people are dying already having taken that mark. Already. The only reason we can resist is that Holy Spirit is still here. And he's helping those that call on the name of Jesus to resist this tide and call those into the kingdom of light, kingdom of Jesus Christ. So, guys, um, it's real. It's been happening. I'm not trying to scare you. But, again, what I'm trying to say is um, ask the Lord for a heart for this. The book of Revelation is not a, a scary book. And I know a lot of people want it to be a scary book. They want, you know, they look at these things and they say, oh, my gosh, what does this mean? Again, if you look at the book of Revelations, if you see when God speaks of the woes and the bowels, these are judgments for the evil things that we're doing on the earth, which we can't avoid as well, just like Sodom and Gomorrah couldn't avoid it. We can't avoid these things. So what we can do, though, is start repenting and start asking people to come out of the kingdom of darkness and rather for you to be in the light where you are led, you are spirit-led, right? It's written these things are going to happen, guys. Like I can't undo them. No one can, right? It is what God has decreed and what we know that what God has decreed it, it will come. It will come to pass, whether in my time or some other time or whatever time. And if we're looking right now on the earth, I mean, I don't know who hasn't complained about what's going on. I'm sure my, my sister often says, yeah, I'm pretty sure people thought it was the end of the world when the first atomic bomb fell. And I was like, but then again, the Lord said that there will be wars and rumors of wars, but it is not yet the end. So if we believe the word of God, that it's truth, then it remains true, irrespective of how we are forced into believing that these things, this is the end. If you don't do this, then you're going to die. If you don't do this, then you know what I mean? Like, um, trust the word. What I'm leading you, this message is go to God. Do not follow any of the beasts. If you have done a covenant with any of these beasts already and you're hearing me and you know that you've done a covenant with either Leviathan, you've gone to the sea and you've done things under the waters, or you've done things with mammon, and with mammon it comes in different forms. It could be through Freemasonry. It could be through, uh, you know, the Scottish rites. There's so many that he uses to initiate people to follow the beast um, of the earth. There's so many ways that he does it. If you've done these things, come and speak to the Lord. Come and place these at the, at the feet of the Lord and say, Father, this is what I've done. Please forgive me, Jesus. Please restore me. And he can. If you've been a crooked businessman all your life, uh, a crooked pastor, you know, it does, a crooked prophet, you know, a crooked friend, uh, daughter, child, son, it doesn't matter. And you know, these things have been, you've been doing as the Lord describes here, right? As we we're talking about the heads of Leviathan, you know, a proud look, a lying tongue. You've, you, you've shed innocent blood. You've, you've, you've devised wicked plans. You've plotted for people. You've plotted evil things for people. And you and your friends laughed about it. In Psalm 1, the Lord says, do not sit with the wicked. So, if you've done such things, you can confess them. You can ask the Lord to deliver you. And um, and his blood still speaks for us, guys. It still does. It, it still lives. It's still alive. In the name of Jesus, may he really bless you. May he keep you. Um, 
may he really keep you. I, my heart is that we wake up, that we wake up before it's like too late and um, we rise up to the occasion. And guys, it's not depressing knowing the truth. There's so much joy in it that when you see the, the as you know, Ephesians 4 is written, like, you know, the trickery of men, when you see those things, you're like, Lord, that's, that's you know, that's a pitfall right there. That's the trick. And you, even though you are saved, you want other people to be saved. You want people, you don't want people to fall for those tricks. How many times have we fallen, we've been falling for tricks for, for so long? I mean, like trickery. You know, they're always digging pitfalls for us. There's always plots. There's always just trickery after trickery. Like one way we think it's going to bring freedom and it doesn't. Instead, it brings um, heartache. It brings more prison time. Um, it, it just brings a downfall upon downfall. And we're thinking, how am I going to worship Jesus? How am I going to worship God in truth and in spirit when I go out in the world and they force me to do this. And that was one of the things we used to say, like, it's hard to be righteous when the world is so wicked. If, 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 if things are going to operate through bribes, how, God, am I going to be good for you? And it turns out that Satan makes it look like it's only bribes that are available on earth. The Lord says he created the earth and its fullness. Everything on this earth belongs to him. When the world, when it's written the word that Satan is the God of this earth, it means we've put him, we have allowed him to be our God as what was happened in, in the Garden of Eden. But Jesus came to redeem us from that curse. So he doesn't have to be your God, Satan, anymore. You can say, I don't want you to be my God. I want Jesus to be my God. So when he, when the Lord opens things up, your things won't have to be done through bribery. They won't have to be done through wicked plans. They won't have to be done in desperation, in pain, um, in injustice. Like, you know, I've, I've seen people like, oh, I struggle. Everything I do is a struggle. Everything, only this happens to me. I've only gone through this. Everything is hard. It's hardship. It feels like they're in constant war. And it doesn't have to be like that. I'm just here to tell you. And honestly, guys, going through wars doesn't make you stronger. I used to think that because, you know, the kind of wars I also come from, it doesn't make you stronger. It just makes you suicidal. <laughs> you just want to die. I want to end it. I'm done. I want to go home. It's not working on earth. And to find out that the earth was created for us to enjoy it. It, it says that it, the earth is inherited by the meek. Not by Satan. He doesn't even inherit the earth. As, as written in Revelation 12, he's going to be judged. He's already judged. He knows his judgment. He knows where he's going. You and I still have a chance to make a difference today and to choose differently. Anyways, guys, it's always so deep with you. May you be blessed. And um, if you've got any questions, um, I'm, please go on our Facebook page or definitely Facebook or in our website. So if you go on our Facebook page, on our YouTube page as well, the website is there. And um, you can send us messages, even maybe even prayer requests. You can see what we're doing currently. And um, we'll pray with you. Really seek um, the Lord on your behalf that you may be delivered from whatever you're going through. May you be blessed and may God keep you in his ways. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen.